To this, to last night I was awake from about three o'clock on with all that's going on, and, uh, and I went to sleep around 5:30, and had a dream about having to go into school and sub, or or it wasn't sub. I had to go back like after Easter or something, and I didn't have any music. I didn't have my day planner. All the teachers were new. I didn't know what I was teaching. It was just like this whole fucking yikes. And then just as I was supposed to go to the class with no, nothing, I had nothing. I woke up. Oh, oh God. I have the same dreams. Well, I know teachers. Teacher dreams, totally unprepared. I don't even know where the classroom is. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Where's the class? And I don't really know anybody there. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. or subbing or like, I should know people, but I don't. And it's like, oh, I don't have my plans. Where am I supposed to be? Who do I talk to? It's so embarrassing. <laughs> wow. I was, I was dying. I was dying. I was dying. I couldn't, my guitar was out of tune and I didn't have any material. Recorders were broken. Fuck. I was like, ah. Don't kill me. And then the relief, the relief when you when I wake up and say, oh, it was just a dream. Or it wasn't. <laughs> or it wasn't. I just happened to say, you know what? I don't like this reality. Go to another one. <laughs> well. So so we we started off on obstacles and, and we getting into the creative process. Because I, I put I've heard that art and music is all about um, solving problems. So you solve the problem of how to make that um, three di- that two-dimensional image you're seeing into a three-dimensional image. Or you, um, with, uh, with music, how to keep it so it doesn't get all messy and how do you um if you have a sound or a rhythm in your head how do you how do you put it into into actuality um sort of converting energy and thought into actuality or manifesting right right on I would add to what you're saying, if I don't lose it, hold on. Um, ah, that I've, I've been looking for a while now at even everyday things are like this, right? Mm-hmm. Like whether, whether it's a family or, 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 you know, you have to repair the house or you have to cut the firewood. Um, the idea of of approaching it like problem solving like i want to get here but i'm here and in the way is this thing right mm-hmm. so it implies movement which i'm not so happy about because i don't think i go anywhere <laughs> but there's issues and then i try to uh look at it like a song or like a painting and 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 try and remember of the things that i do to that makes it messy mm-hmm. right and and kind of mute those a little bit if I can sometimes I cannot mm. you know yeah. so that that's sort of 
Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I remember trying to repair a, repair a tap, and it was a was the washer and they got all these newfangled designs and ball bearings and there was a there was like a, a cylinder and then there was a bowl and it was filled with water and i i just couldn't how how do i remove the water i mean i can't i can't suck it i mean how how and then um then i had a it just came to me. I just took some toilet paper and just soaked up all the all, all the water. <laughs> and uh, I, was, I was thinking, geez, I should have been a plumber. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, you know. When do you, when do you ask for help, Jaswan? <laughs> oh, geez, when the house floods. <laughs> Don't worry, I've done that. <laughs> What about, what about instruction booklets? How, how are you friends with those, or do you leave them in the bottom of the packaging? Oh, nowadays it's all YouTube. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you, you just go to YouTube and and um, some of some of the Google. If you if you type it in, it's, um, it tells you you just need to watch this one minute twenty seconds of this YouTube video to 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 see. That's that's when you get lucky. I don't know if they do that for everything. They do it for a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had it for my chainsaw when my chainsaw was acting strange, and I don't know much about chain. I don't hardly know anything about a chainsaw. So yeah. I'm like, my chainsaw is doing this into the internet, and then there's like, or wood. Like when I was trying to learn how to burn wood and what were wood was good. Like you know, then I went into the deep underbelly of like. Um, uh, firewood, firewood snobs, <laughs> you know. So just a note on on chainsaws. One, the best thing you can do is when you're putting the gas into the chainsaw, have a funnel with a filter. Ah, uh -huh. because one of the most common things with a chainsaw is you get a little bit of dirt in there, carbs stuck, you're done. Mm. So funnel and a little filter. You get little filters to fit the bottom. Wow. Thank you for that. But I also wanted to say, I want to, I, I just, as, as I listen to you guys talk about the internet and stuff like that, and I'm watching the world crumbling, beginning to crumble here. Um, what will, what will happen if the internet goes? I'll have to, I'll have to ask real people and feel embarrassment. <laughs> I, I mean, it's inconceivable. No, I think it'll be good. I'm not too upset if it goes down. I'm okay with it. I'll, I'll have to call you guys on the phone, but um, I'm okay with the internet going down. And I think it would be a good thing for humanity to experience so they can like, it would be like being slapped in the face and waking up from something you didn't know you were obsessed or like deep into, right? Well, well, the, the millennials would be like totally lost. <laughs> We'd have so many mental problems from the millennials. Well, the, but, the, like, for example, today I was stacking some firewood, long, but I was stacking it in the open, not in the, in the barn, because the barn's going to be rehabbed and it needs to be emptied, so I can't put firewood in it, so I'm putting it in a ruin right in front of my house, and so it's very public, right? So mm -hmm. I'm stacking this wood that, that I cut and Elaine and I put in the car the other day. So I took it out of the, uh, took it out of the hatchback of the, of the van 
and we're stacking it. And this old guy who I like very much starts chatting me in Spanish and, and um, so stuff like, so you're preparing for winter that they love to do that here. They tell you what they see. So you're drinking water. <laughs> and the conversations often begin like, so he oh said, my oh, you're preparing for winter. Yes, Enrique, I'm preparing for winter. And what was cool, the point of the story isn't the foot, isn't the wood is as much as, as I said to him, I said, I've learned so much since I've lived here. Right. And he understood me, which was great. And he's like, yeah. And I forgot he's not, his wife was born in this village, but not him. And I said, I never had a motor. saw. I never touched a chainsaw or a weed whacker or a, or a hatchet or an ax. None of this. I never touched any of these things before. And I said, I'm, I'm learning every day how, these, how this works. And then after a few minutes, he started talking to me again. He says, you know, if you have any questions, you can ask me. So Jim, long answer, long answer to your question. When the internet goes down, I will be talking to old people who have done it for decades. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it will depend on those people for the, you know, funk and wag. They're, they're going to be the funk and wagnalls. You know, I mean, you know, all the stuff that you guys get off the internet, it's like mind boggling and great. But when it's connected to an old guy, you can make sense. You can correlate the old guy with the story and make sense of it. Right. Mm -hmm. But when it's just straight news, you need some color. You need some humanity there. You need some kind of angle on it. So this guy that's been doing my with this excavator he's been going we when we went into this property he was like what are we going to do and i said well i just kind of want you to go in and so I, it's open somehow get it opened up so we just there was no decision presented as to what to do i said i trust your instincts uh, you cannot you cannot hurt me at all i said you know so let's just talk about it as we go you know so every day we talk oh we could do that we could do that. We could do that. There's piles of dirt, but he, he thought, well, maybe I could use it in my garden in Rhindell. I talked to a gardening lady. She says, well, it's got acidic stuff in it and it might kill your garden. It might kill it stuff. It might, I wouldn't do it. So we go, okay, well, maybe we could compost it. Maybe we could cover plastic. So there's this continuation of, oh, maybe, maybe we could do that. Oh, maybe we could do that. And then something hits that works. Yeah. And then one day we said to each I said to him, man, I'm so thankful you're here. I'm so thankful. This born again Christian hillbilly that's all by himself up in the top of the mountain with his dog that's dying in the back seat with diapers on and scared to death, shy. He says to me, you know what? You don't pressure me and I don't pressure you. We just, we just have options, 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 options. It's like, Unbelievable. I said, Mary, did you see what we did there? Did you listen to us talking? It was just like amazingly free and able, you know, and we, so, and I'm seeing the success of that kind of behavior. And now I'm going, I can't operate in any other world. I can't operate in people that don't, can't go options. No, my daughter wants me to write down anything they do when they come up here and I go well you know it's not that clear we have to go over there look at it see what it's like today 
and figure out what to do today. You know, it's life is not that crisp, except on the internet. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because we we talk about obstacles. So, um, I guess the approach to obstacles is well, I guess the primal or the first uh, response is just to blast straight through it. You know, as an object, just throw it out of the way or just go straight straight through it and um, and then uh, some things you just can't go straight through then what do you do and, and and I guess if you don't have the toolbox to be able to try different things because uh, a, a lot of things nobody knows what's gonna work with that so you know, as I, as I see it, so it's a, it's just like you're a you're a scientist. You're experimenting. So the the mission or the object is to you want to get through that object um, as as neatly with as little hassle and as as little energy as expending as little energy as possible. So if you can't go through it, I mean then. You know, you can exhaust all, all the things. Well, maybe you cut it with a chainsaw. Maybe you get some dynamite and blow it up. Maybe you can climb over it. Maybe a you lot can... of it too, Jazz, is, yeah. you know, for me around here, if I got something to do, even if I just put my chainsaw on the truck and do it three days later, I made progress. Mm -hmm. That's progress, putting the chainsaw on the truck. <laughs> Another thing is, is your obstacle archetypal? as in music, which is pure, pure, pure frequency levels, pure mass and rhythm, or like the forest, which is archetypal, or the garden, which is archetypal, or building something that, you know, with wood, which is archetypal, or is it busy people shit, mm -hmm. right? Busy yeah. people shit that you're trying to get through. It's almost like mental illness, right? And you can't get through that stuff. You can't have fun doing it. You get you get tangled up in what the fuck is that about, you know? And so that's for me now. That's why I'm such a, a you know down peasant because I'm operational. Yeah. In the human world, no, I'm not operational. I'm just not, you know. I don't want to be. Yeah. yeah. So do you think? So do you think, Jim? Let's use gardening or forestry. Um, are, are, is it possible to see the human being, a single human being or a group of them, it may be easier with a group, but let's single human being as like a single tree, do they, or, or what's the difference between a tree, a tomato, a cabbage plant, uh, the movement of the stream down the, down the mountain, and, an, and a human being. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem is the human being separates himself from all those things. It's, the, the human being doesn't feel connected to any, any of the shit. Trees, plants, bugs, worms, nothing. It's on its own. My son's totally alone in his battle against the world. I, I go, I, you know, I, he, he can't connect to me. Yeah. He's afraid to connect to me. And human beings are getting more and more afraid to make connections, you mm -hmm. know, 
just they just are they, they can't do it you know and, and then you're alone well human beings i mean if you think about it the the, the main difference is uh, plants are rooted and human beings i was just saying to friends how uh, to fred to friends to fred to fred and friends about um well, the, the main difference between humans and plants are the plants are rooted to one spot. But the humans have movable roots in that we're still rooted. We're, we're on this planet, like there's a gravitational pull. So we are rooted as well. Yeah, but we're in, we're in cement. We're rooted on cement. Mm -hmm. and hard surfaces right if you're on yeah. the ground if you're walking on the outside walking on dirt whole other game right you're 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 somewhat connected right mm -hmm. but uh but we're not instinctual either we we don't have we don't use our instincts we don't really have instincts you know shit and fuck that's about it you know and that's i think that's why we're a little lonesome right you know, plants and animals, they just fucking head out, man. They do what they do. Do what I do. Do what I do. And we're going, well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> fear. Fear. You know, like you mentioned before, you know, fear. Uh, you, you seize up and tighten up. And then you start making demands on things. You know, you don't, you're not playing with it anymore. You have, it has to work has to fucking work. your way my way like mary was talking to this guy yesterday we took this drill back to my buddy and mary started on about the green party with him right and i was sitting in a seat beside her mary's over here and the guy's sitting over here and we're just talking about oh yeah you got to get the hoses in now now mary starts in right and the guy starts backing up a bit and you know and, and afterwards i said mary just just let the thing let the thing speak for itself you know, let it speak for itself. Do not make him do this. Make make this work. Make it happen. You got to self-make things go, right? Like your tune, if you get real pushy with it, it it'll just, you'll, you'll hate it. it. You'll just fucking crash. You can't get pushy, right? You can try things. You can try things. But you start demanding, see you later, Fred. Right. And and that's and I told my son, I said, look, all the shit I do up here is for fun. All I dig, I dug up the septic field. I had fun by myself, figuring out how to do it. Had I had so much fun. I'm so proud of myself after because I solved the problems, right? And then somebody came along to help dig up the last half. Okay, come on in. Help me. Help me there. But I didn't I didn't know he was could do it. And I, but I was aware that I need, you can always use help, you know, with obstacles, you just need good ideas, mm -hmm. right? Somebody with an idea, you know, my buddy talking to the other day, I've got these stumps to haul away. He says, dig a hole, put them in. Oh yeah. Okay. So I told this guy, we could dig a hole and put it in. Yeah. Okay. So is it, does their, their, they have a, an arm on the front where they can dig a hole? An excavator. Yeah. It's got yeah, the two. The two squeeze jobbies, kind of, you know, it's mm -hmm. got kind of like a, yeah, yeah, it's like pretty scoop. cool. It's a, a scoop. scoop. 
it's the instrument. Everybody uses excavators here now. Little ones. I had a tiny little one out to do the septic thing, the thing there. But yeah, I mean, for for me, obstacles are don't kick your ass around the block on it. I mean, if it's an emergency, well, get get excited, but don't beat yourself up because you won't be able to do anything. You'll you'll be useless and you'll do something wrong. But so slow, going for slow. You know, even in sex, right? Slow, it's way better. <laughs> you know, you just have more, more, more sensation. If it's fast, it's over. Oh, what happened? Well, I can't even remember. <laughs> right? And I mean, that's with everything. You know, you slow it down to a, it's so hard on you to do that. But then everything comes out. All the, uh, the, the, the things that you're doing are visible. Because it's so slow and you're so aware. Oh, look at oh, look at it. Oh, look. Oh, oh, you know, it's just like delightful, right? And then the problems, because you're going slow, are littler. And but I little want the fence up tomorrow, Jim. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, you know what I told a guy, I said, a buddy of mine, he works really fast and hard. I said, if you stop just when you're having the most fun doing something, you will be back at it tomorrow for sure. If you stop at a problem, you might never do it again. It might sit there for the rest of your life. But if you, and you force yourself, no, I'm gonna leave now because this is so cool. I wanna finish it. No, can't, can't. Sorry, Jimmy, see you later. You know, all night, oh, I gotta get back there, right? It's trickery, right? That's. I'm, I'm a master of tricking myself. I can't trick anybody else. Self-trickery. Amen. <laughs> Welcome back, Jazz One. You're not, you're off sound. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Good. Well, Jim was kept talking about the forest and plants. Uh-huh. Oh, Try yeah, yeah. Trying to get us back to our 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 uh, realization that we are among uh, other living things, other than whatever pictures we make up in our mind that create our realities. Mm. Yeah, and I was just thinking there when Jim was going on about the sex, about how um, what's it like for a plant. The plant's like, oh, there's a bee coming, the bee, there's a bee coming. When the bee, bee enters the flower, Jazz Horns, yes. that is the sex, except it's with a different species. Yeah. And the flower's and like, there, like, come, yes, come here, come here. Look, I, I'm very stunningly beautiful. And the bee's like, well, we got another one over here that looks pretty good. <laughs> they get in there and they start messing around and taking all of the, the sexual um, juices, except their pollen. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, the, and the smells too. Yeah, all of that. That's Jim's, Jim's been talking about all the plants he grow, and then when he denies them their mate, mm -hmm. they get even more voluptuous and more smelly and more powerful. Oh, wow. Really? Well, actually, we keep the boy plants away. If, if you keep the boy plants away, they just flower. If you leave the let the boy plants in, they go to seed. Mm, okay. They make babies. They make 
make, 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 yeah, it's the baby thing. The baby thing. Yeah, there's a, there was a book that I used to teach in the high school where this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful writer, Zora Neale Hurston, describes like this young woman in her pre, just as she's hitting adolescence and, you know, sexuality is, is a thing. It's in the 1920s, 1910s. And she sees a bee enter, right? The blossom of a pear tree. And she's sitting under the pear tree. It's very, you know, bucolic. And she, this young, the protagonist is watching this, these bees enter the, um, the flowers. And it, she has a realization. She's like, oh, so this is love. And then she looks for the first young, dirty, scoundrel guy that walks past and is like, I want to do that now. <laughs> Grandma comes out and says, no, you stay away from that shifty character. But mom or grandma, come on. <laughs> I just saw like pornography, right? Except it was nature's pornography. Wow. Would would you would you say just just getting back to obstacles is um, uh, for me? I, I uh, there's also the nomenclature, right? The the naming of the obstacle, but I I I look at it as like it's a, a mathematical equation, and there's always a solution, whether I can find that or not. So if we take the obstacle as a, as a thing and then the mission is to get past it, there's always a solution whether I can find it, and in some cases more than one solution. And then it's a, a scientific or a methodical process of trying this, trying that, trying this, it's almost like there's there's a a lock, and we're trying to find the right key. Maybe it's this one. Maybe it's this one. Maybe I have to make one. Maybe I have to. Maybe I have to burn it down. <laughs> or, or what about do do either of you experience the idea of like this obstacle may not be an obstacle, but actually is a is um is encouraging me to go a different direction than, you know, so if we, I don't know that it, I'm not comfortable with like, you know, a progress straight ahead of, you know, the world will be better mm -hmm. in five years because this, right. This idea yeah. of progress and straight ahead is a white man's thing. Right. Yeah. So recycle idea, your plastic bags. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's create plastic. And then, you know, 50 years later, like, what did we do? <laughs> You know, so sometimes I wonder, I'm not yeah. very good at distinguishing that an obstacle or a barrier, a barrier maybe is a better word, that it's actually like, I'm not supposed to go here. What if go yeah. again implies movement? I, I, I'm not so sure we move anywhere, right? Yes. Yeah. So Absolutely. the idea of a barrier or something that, you know, sort of presents itself as an obstacle, but might be a barrier and there is, even the burning down doesn't work. Right. Yeah. So then maybe it requires me to look elsewhere or go, quote unquote, elsewhere. Right. Or or go around it or, or just like, no, dead end. Yeah, that's that's an excellent point, 
It's it's just like the no entry sign. You know, you can't go that way because all the traffic's coming this way. You know, so yeah. One of the problems with like real smart kids in school is that mistakes are the enemy. Mm. Yeah. You know, instead of, hey man, relax. You know, I mean, you know, you you, you don't know this stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't know it. How can you make it the enemy just because you don't know it? You know, it. You have to. You have to make friends with it. You know. And uh, somehow, you know, make it like a gamey kind of thing. But we're really, really mean to, it's like with a head prefect in high school. So everything's right or wrong. Everything, you know. I go, fuck, get, leave me alone. <laughs> Jim, you just took one of my favorite, you just described one of my favorite moments with the new kids in my, in my arts program back in Chicago. You get this like ninth grader who's like been straight A's, maybe comes from a math academy. And they're like, you, I watched them short circuit because I, I would have to sit down with them. And I would probably, I was probably slightly mean because it was so funny to me, right? I would, I would sit down and go, here we go again. Here's a high powered, never been wrong before in grammar school kid who got into the fancy art school and they'd have to write a script and they would, you know, or they'd have to shoot something or write a story or whatever. And they would just start to, the, the, the steam would start coming out of the, the ears. And I would sit down with them and say, you know, in art, there's no right answer. <laughs> they, would, they would be desperate. Like they would come to the teacher who's me or to another older student if they were smart, they would go to the older students, right? And they would be saying, well, is this right? Read my screenplay and tell me if it's right. <laughs> and you say, there's no right. It could be better, maybe. But, you know, even that's subjective. It's like, you know, and it would take some of them two, three years to work through all of that. Mm-hmm. They become relaxed enough to know, like, oh, so I get to make the decision. Yeah. <laughs> and in a sense, you're going to learn by the third year, you're going to understand that what I say doesn't matter. <laughs> it's going to matter now because you're ninth grader and you're, you know, you're learning all this. But at a certain point, you're going to hear me the same way you hear somebody else in the room when they comment about your work. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not any any better at telling you whether it's good or not than the 10th grade girl over there who's a poet, you know. This morning when I was watching the Republican Democrat thing for this judge, you know, this is what I think the biggest danger in American politics is you've got both sides are right and they're bashing each other with it. There's no other, like, there's no other thing. It's really, we're all living in an array. It's an, everything we do is an array. It's not, you know, that way. It's not stereo. It's not a football match. You know, America's very football matchy with everything. My team, your team, you know, everything's that way, right? When you're going, fuck, it's, you know, there's a bunch of teams. Why don't you have a bunch of teams there? And then we won't be so nasty about it and you'll have more fun. But you get locked into that thing. Barry's Green Party, she's right. Friggin' right, man. That's the end of it. That's the end of it. Rightness is the end of it.
but well said, Jim.